Hi everyone and welcome to Best Thoughts. I'm Will Johns. And I'm Rick Johns. And Will, Thanksgiving is just right around the corner. And I don't know about you, but I always look forward to that holiday. In fact, I've just decided I am gonna start fasting now just so I can eat as much as I possibly can Thanksgiving Day. All right. Well, man, uh, Rick, I'm, I'm impressed with your level of commitment. It's, it's a spiritual practice, Will, so I'm going to be very holy for the next few days. How, how, what's the longest you've ever fasted before? Um, that's, not, that's not something I like to share. You know, Jesus said not to, like, let people know about your good works. So I, I always pretend that I'm happy even when I'm fasting and don't give it away. I'm guessing, folks, it's about one meal that he's accidentally skipped because he was busy, <laughs> but... Uh, it's definitely more than that. Who knows? Who knows with, with my brother? But, Rick, that, that is a, that's a great idea uh, to try to go into Thanksgiving hungry, you yes. know, because there's going to be good food, so... What about you, Will? Um, I know you like Thanksgiving also. How about any childhood memories? What's your favorite memory from childhood of you know, our Thanksgivings? Yeah, I've got a, several of those. You know, I remember as a kid, we would drive up, we lived in Tennessee, but we'd drive up to Michigan. We had relatives up there on both mom and dad's side. And I remember playing tackle football with the cousins. That mm -hmm. was fun. We'd go out in the field and, you know, it was more fun to play the football than to watch the football on Thanksgiving Day, especially since we're Lions fans and mm. we always lose. And, mm -hmm. and uh, so that was fun. I remember running a 10K race one Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, I think you ran that too. Um, yeah. So that was kind of a, a, a fun way to celebrate because we ran the race in the morning and then you felt like you could eat as much as you wanted um, <laughs> later because you'd burned all those calories. Yes. So I remember that. That was the a turkey lot of trot. Fun. Yeah, the, the turkey called, trot. Called yes. the turkey trot. I think we yep. got some T-shirts. Uh, I remember that. I remember. Well, I think one of my favorite memories is when we'd play football. I would put the ball down for you to kick, and you'd come running up. And then at the last minute, I'd whip the ball up, and you'd go whoop flying all the way up into the air and land on your back with a thud. Okay. Well, um, I'm not sure that's uh, actually happened in our childhood. <laughs> sure. I used to do it to you all the time. Remember? That, that sounds like uh, the Charlie Brown uh, Thanksgiving special. No, so. no, no, no. I would do it to you. I remember you always had your blanket and you would go sit and watch for the great pumpkin every Thanksgiving. <laughs> you don't remember these things, Will? You just were pretty young. You've probably forgotten. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's amazing how memory works, and sometimes uh, we incorporate <laughs> other people's memories into our own. <laughs> well, more seriously, Will, I know that with Thanksgiving coming, it's a good opportunity for us to talk about being thankful or gratitude and this is what you did your thesis on for your doctoral degree. And then you went and wrote a book on it called Everything is Better Than You Think by Will Johns on Amazon.com if you're interested. Uh, side little promo there. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. yeah, so I thought I would ask you a few questions and we'll do just kind of a short 
gratitude episode here. And if you can kind of tell us some of the things you've learned, one of the things that I learned from you, which I wasn't totally aware of, is how much research has actually been done on this subject. And tell us a little bit about that and some of the findings. Yeah, it's really amazing how much research has been done on gratitude in the last 20 years. Uh, there's been kind of an explosion of interest in the practice. Mm -hmm. And it really comes out of the positive psychology movement, which is studying people that are healthy, what we can learn from them, and, and by imitating some of the practices that they do, we can become healthier ourselves. And so that started happening in the, in the last um, 30 years. And um, uh, Dr. Robert Emens and his uh, associate McAuliffe, they are like the two uh, standard bearers. They've done the most research, most respected in the field of gratitude research. And what they found is that gratitude benefits us in so many ways. I mean, there are so many benefits. Uh, they, it benefits our health. It helps us sleep better. It helps us feel better. It helps us make better decisions. Um, and, and there's a beautiful kind of uh, positive cycle that gratitude kicks off in our life because we feel better, we make better decisions in the present then we have more to be grateful for in the future uh, because we're, we're heading down this, this positive road. So there's so many amazing gifts and benefits that gratitude can bring into our lives. And, and so one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it right before the Thanksgiving holiday is this is the time when gratitude is on our mind and Thanksgiving is on our mind, but it's a practice we can benefit from all year long. And so we don't have to wait for Thanksgiving to roll around to start practicing gratitude. Well, and it probably doesn't have the same benefit if you only practice it once a year. Am I right? Yes, Rick, that's exactly right. If you practice it only once a year, you won't see a lot of benefit. Gratitude is a lot like exercise. If we practice it on a regular basis, we'll see the most benefits as a result. Also like exercise, what I love about gratitude is we don't have to fully understand how it works to benefit from it. Hmm. All we have to do is do it and we will get the benefits. All right. Um, yeah. Unpack that a little more for me because I don't ever think of gratitude like exercise. I would say one is a very abstract kind of mental attitude and the other is a very concrete physical thing you do. So how do you compare those? I mean, how are you looking at gratitude as something that concrete? And how would you like build your gratitude muscles? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, in a way, um, gratitude is like exercise in the sense that it's a practice. So it, yes, it can be a state of mind. Yes, it can be a feeling, but it's also something that we practice. So it may be as simple as writing down something that you're grateful for, but it could be as simple as thinking about something you're grateful for, saying it out loud to someone else. Um, it could be, I, I like to go for what I call gratitude walks. So I'm walking outside, getting some fresh air and thinking about what I'm grateful for. And every time we focus our mind on something that we're grateful for, we are practicing gratitude. And every time we do it, 
our brain gets a little bit healthier. Our emotions get a little healthier. Our soul gets a little bit healthier. So there's so many benefits that happen, but the consistency is where we really realize the full benefit. And, and if you practice gratitude on a consistent basis, I promise it will change your entire outlook on life, like the entire way that you view your life. Yeah. I remember hearing a study that was done, and I just heard it on the radio, so I can't tell you exactly who did it or what, but they said that when they studied our thinking, we tend to focus on the negative, that our brains are hardwired to yes. focus on fear, danger, the negative interactions we have, negative words that were said to us. And then the positive experiences, we seem to just let those go without thinking about them hardly at all. They just occur and they go. And the, the author of the study said, it's like our minds are Velcro when negative things happen, but when positive things happen, our minds are like Teflon. <laughs> yes, you're exactly right. This, there's a lot of research about this. And, and for different reasons, probably the, the short version of the explanation is it's almost like a survival technique where we've learned that if I don't pay attention to threatening or negative things, my life might be in jeopardy. Mm. So, so like if there's a wild bear that I see in the distance, a mother uh, protecting her cubs, if I ignore that and keep walking, you know, I might lose my life, you know, so I have to pay attention. Like this is threatening. This mm. is important. I got to focus on it. But if there's like a cute little bunny, you know, sitting up ahead on the trail <laughs> that I appreciate because it's so beautiful, I can ignore it. I yeah. can just keep walking and forget about it. Well, that, that explains why we husbands aren't always so good at complimenting our wives because they're just the cute little bunnies. They're no threat and <laughs> our minds don't even pay attention. So there you are, love. That explains all those times where you looked really nice and I never said anything. <laughs> well, you're trying to get yourself out of the doghouse here, it, Rick. <laughs> it may have recently happened in my experience. So it was... It was on my uh, mind. I don't know that you can use gratitude research to... Uh, yes, you can. It's <laughs> proof. that away. <laughs> Our brains are hardwired to ignore the cute little bunnies. You said it yourself. So it's fact. It, you could kind of understand that a little bit. And that's why we have to have a gratitude practice. It's exactly what you say. Our minds will default to thinking about negative things, threatening things, problems if we're not intentionally refocusing them on gratitude. Yeah. And so you might even feel resistance in yourself when you focus on gratitude, like, I'm not safe doing this. Mm. I, I might be missing a threat right now while I'm focusing on this good thing. But the powerful result is that when we focus on gratitude, we're going to feel more calm inside, we're going to feel uh, more joyful, and we're, we're going to feel less anxious. Yeah. And you said in that first sentence about comparing it to exercise that we don't have to understand it in order to still get the benefits. Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, I studied gratitude for three years, 
and uh, wrote a doctoral dissertation on it. And someone else who doesn't have any of that background or research, who practices it more frequently than I do, is going to gain more benefits than I do. Hmm. They may not be able to explain it as in-depth as I can because of three years of research, but they certainly will get more benefit out of it by simply practicing it more. And so I have to remind myself that all the time. Like, I know all these benefits. I know why. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to automatically practice it and take the time. You know, like everyone else, my brain will default towards the negative if I'm not intentional. And so it's really about the practice. And that's what I love is that if you are someone that likes to go straight to application, you can do that with gratitude and you're not going to miss anything. Just start thinking about things you're grateful for, start writing them down, start sharing them with someone else, and you'll immediately notice a difference. So let me ask you this question. Uh, I know we all have friends who would call themselves realists, or some of them might even admit to being cynics, or at least a little more cynical. And there is kind of a negative connotation when you refer to someone as an optimist, or maybe an incurable <laughs> optimist. Um, they can seem like the naive person or the person who always wants kind of that Pollyanna view of the world. So where does gratitude, or what would you say to the person who says, man, gratitude, that's great, but there is a lot of danger. There are a lot of threats. I think it's just all a bunch of psychology mumbo jumbo or just stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, certainly a lot of people are going to be concerned about practicing gratitude in a way that's kind of Pollyanna-like, you know, where I, I'm almost like I'm in denial of the pain in the world. I'm in denial of the heartache that people are experiencing. Maybe they're fearful of even being um, in denial of their own pain. Hmm. And, and so here's, here's how it works. Gratitude is not something that we use to cover pain over and then pretend it doesn't exist. So gratitude is not a Band-Aid that we put on a broken arm okay, and then act like the arm is fine. What it is, is it's an acknowledgement of the good that is in our lives as well as right alongside the, the acknowledgement of the pain that's in our lives. So let's say I'm going through a painful experience. I can acknowledge, man, I'm going through this painful time and I, I need to feel that, I need to acknowledge that, I need to be present to that. At the same time, I can say, but I'm so grateful for the people that have been there for me, that have poured out love uh, to me during this difficult time. I'm so grateful for the gifts that I'm receiving as I go through this difficult time, for the people that I can count on as I go through this difficult time. So you could see that it's both and, it's not an either or. I think that's helpful, and I think that probably explains the title of your book, Everything is Better Than You Think. Talk to me about that title. How could everything be better than I think? 
Well, and, and that's kind of a play off the research that shows that our brain naturally defaults towards the negative. But by defaulting towards the negative, over time, the, the negative view of life becomes a lens that we look at the world through. And when we look at the world through the lens of negativity, everything gets colored by negativity. And so that lens, just like if you put on a pair of yellow colored glasses, glasses that had yellow tinted lenses, the whole world looks more yellowish because of the tint of the lens. Right. And so it's the same thing with negativity and the same thing with gratitude. So I like to think of gratitude as not only a practice, but a pair of lenses that I put on and I look at my life and I look at the world through those lenses. And by looking through those lenses, I believe that I get a more accurate picture of the world because I'm seeing the good that's in the world alongside of the sad and painful and, and evil thing that exists in the world. Our brain is actively collect collecting all of the problems, all of the negative things, and like you said, Rick, uh, earlier in the research, it sticks like Velcro. And when we start looking at our lives through that lens, we get this skewed view of our own life and of the world as being 100% negative. But the reality is there's all these positive things happening at the very same time, but our brain overlooks them. They slide off the Teflon. In fact, that same study showed that we need to think about the positive thing for at least 15 seconds for it to stick, for it to start informing how we feel about our life. And so when we start practicing gratitude, then I look at my life and let's say, let's say my life is 50% painful things and 50% good things in reality. Mm-hmm. Well, when I have negativity lenses on, then all I see are the 50% negative, and I think my life is 100% bad. Yeah. Now, when I put the gratitude lenses on, I'm not in denial of the negative, but I see the 50% that's good, and I start to savor it, and guess what? I feel a lot better about my life. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not in denial of reality. I'm savoring the reality of that's good in my life and enjoying it, and I feel better, and I feel different. Well, Will, we're coming to the end of this short bonus episode. I wonder if you would finish with maybe a personal story of when gratitude maybe changed your day or week or life or just some experience you've had putting gratitude into practice. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I'll, I'll just give a quick example uh, about the pandemic. This pandemic that we're still living in has been challenging for all of us. And when it first hit, it was very, very scary. And I think we can all remember back to, to March and April of 2020, where we were sanitizing whatever packages were delivered to our <laughs> homes and just so much fear. Uh, I remember the first time I went into a grocery store uh, after that and how crazy the fear was. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. oh, this person got close to me. I've got COVID. You know, like it was just that, <laughs> that fear. And I remember that uh, one of the practices I used to get through that scary time is I would go walking in the morning and I would think about what was still good in my life. 
And you know, it's like my life was turned upside down. All of us were. We were we were in the same boat. The entire world was going through it at once. And I uh, I would go walking and say, you know, I'm not sure how this is going to affect my job. I'm not sure if I'm going to get through this without getting COVID. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll live through it, to be honest. And yet, the sun is shining. I'm breathing fresh air. I'm walking through this beautiful path in the woods. I've got my family around me, which I'm very grateful for. And God is with me, and I'm grateful for the relationship that I have with God, that I can trust in Him when things are incredibly uncertain. And so I started practicing gratitude every day in the morning, and it gave me a sense of peace. It gave me a sense of well-being. It gave me a sense of joy in the midst of the trial, mm. in the midst of the craziness, in the midst of the uncertainty, in the midst of the fear. And I'm not saying all those other emotions went away, but I had something to hang on to. Yeah. And I started doing this simple little mantra, and, and I still do it sometimes, where I looked up and I just said, the sun is shining, it's gonna be a good day. Mm. Thank you, beautifully said, Will. And thank you to everyone who is listening. We'll have a part two to this discussion on gratitude coming out soon. So look for that. You have been listening to Best Thoughts with Dr. Will John and Dr. Rick John. And we'll look forward to talking with you again in our next episode.